Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Feels yeah. good. Feels good. Like a, like a cup of Dracula blood. Feels good. Indeed. Um, like a delicious, warm, room temperature cup. Chalice, mm, really, of Dracula sticky blood. Sticky blood. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Renfield. It's where, uh, it's where Ren fairs happen, right? Yeah. Am I it's right? The, it's the, field, the fields where Wrens happen. Yeah, the that's fi- a joke. The fields where I died. No. That's an X-Files. That's an X-Files. <laughs> where am I? What's going on? Renfield, blaming innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders, and I just want a normal life again. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> All right, we see. did that already, Dave. <laughs> okay, so uh, just to start, big thank you to Barry Tumath. Barry Tumath is our Patreon producer who. Uh, made this happen they 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 thrust their finger at us and said i would like you to do renfield he, we also they, they, we were co- gonna, they compelled us as it were yes yes this you was originally gonna come out monday. Renfield. yeah this was gonna come out monday and then uh my cat fucked up his eye nobody needs to know this so this this is t- counts as monday let it be known this counts as our Monday because this is also a new movie. So we're covering a new movie with a Patreon producer, uh, Barry Tumath. Again, thank you, Barry Tumath. Uh, I, I think I know why they uh, wanted us to cover this because of the liberal use of ska. In the, in the opening. Yeah. There's a lot of ska. Yeah. There's a lot of ska jokes in the very beginning. Yeah, this is um, this is you know Nicholas Cage as, as Dracula, Renfield, Nicholas Holt trailers. as Renfield. Yeah, um, yeah, double Nicks. It's a uh, two two Nicholases. Uh, yeah, although only and- one of them has an H. Nicholas Cage gets gets the H out. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just it's an it's an action adventure comedy about Renfield in modern day, still serving as Dracula's familiar. You guys saw the trailer; it's fun. Yeah, and I remember I was a little like eye squinty about the trailer, yeah, like the weird kung fu and shit. Um, so, what did you think of Renfield? This is interesting. I really didn't like the first half, or rather, maybe not the first half, but like the first half hour. Like, I didn't like Act okay. One, but as soon as it hits Act Two, I was really on board, and like the back half of this movie especially i really enjoyed so like overall i thought this was a really fun movie and i thought it was surprisingly well written in the back half anyway i thought the comedy was actually the weakest part of the movie yeah so my thoughts on this movie is that i think it was okay um i didn't hate it 
Uh, I'm not mad at it. No. Um, I do. I agree. The comedy. I want to talk about that. I was watching with Hana and her note was like, was this script from 10 years ago? Because it's it does have that vibe. And in fact, I looked up the making of it and it was pitched as we want to do what we do in the shadows. And that right away is like, well, that's a red flag. Yeah. Because my feeling of it. Screen story by Robert Kirkman and it was produced yeah. by Skybound. So it's like, oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, and it, and again, like, it, you know, if your pitch is let's do this other thing that already exists, <laughs> then that's not great, you well, know. Or at is, least that's how it was described in the in in the in the papers, uh, in the papes of when when it was first getting developed. You know, it was yeah. being developed like I, and like two thousand eighteen ish. I could see, and well, I remember when this got announced too. I was actually still working at Collider when this project came together, <clears throat> so we were right. like tracking it. Um, I could see like com- the 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 uh, elevator pitch for this being what we do in the shadows meets hot fuzz. Yeah, and I want to talk about that because this also feels like multiple films crammed into ninety minutes. A, um, a, a little bit. I felt I really did like the back half of this movie a lot, and that the back half really feels cohesive to me yeah like well, it, it, it takes fe- a it, lot of setup um, it does it does and the setup is unfortunately the shakiest part but the payoff is really good i think yeah i guess i mean it, it's i i get what you're saying which is the second half definitely starts going smoother it's just generally like it just felt like it felt like studio notes right mm-hmm. it felt like someone was like I want to do this thing about Renfield and Dracula. And then like, you know, a year of studio notes right later, it's like, okay. And there's also these like p- cop sisters who's avenging their father's death. And like, it's it's like, it felt like these notes compounding. It felt like it was like, Oh, can we give like a, like a, you know, a sidekick situation. And then they did that. And they're like, well, we need that person to have an arc. And then they did that. And then like, it kept like, you know, like it felt like a script that at some point in the development, they should have just wiped it clean and started fresh. I I, I see a little bit. I see what you're saying. I'm going to push back a little bit because um, Aquafina in the movie, her character is the sort of sidekick character that you're referring to, but like she also serves a pretty important narrative function in the, in the sense that she's the, the person that inspires Renfield to stand up to Dracula. And like the, the movie's built around that in a, in a in a way that was like cohesive that I didn't expect like that that's right. the trailer really makes it seem like the movie's going to be really irreverent which it, it's 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 pretty irreverent but not as much as you might expect and it really is a story about Renfield being trapped in this situation and and just in also in general just being inspired to break out of an abusive of an abusive cycle or like to stand up to to bullies or something it's like it the, the movie had a little bit more to say about that than i was expecting oh for sure however then what's the point of the support group because the original premise that they even show in it but they the idea is he's going to support groups for marks which mm-hmm. i thought was very fun that was yeah. a great idea so you'd think you could just have them be inspired by the support group right um to do that and so like yeah you could have but i i think having his the aquafina's character be a cop allows a window into sort of the action adventure portion of it and i do appreciate that 
it, it's kind of like Fight Club, where at first he's visiting the support groups in a way that he's he's deliberately not getting help from it. Like yeah, he's, he's doing it in a bad he's, faith. He's, he's swimming around in it in bad faith. Like he thinks he's doing a good thing because he's listening to all these people's stories and they're all it's a support group for people who are stuck in abusive relationships. Um, so he's just kind of going to the support group to listen to their uh, these people's sob stories. And then he's targeting their abusers as people he's going to go feed to Dracula. And it's a very cynical right. and not helpful way to to view that resource not just for himself but also like he thinks he's helping those people but he's really not exactly the idea is that's not how you help it you help these people by break helping them break away from the cycle right 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 and i i just think like couldn't that have been done if the inciting incident was he targets one of the people in there and like like they do but make that person be the actual character um because she they have to like do this double dip thing where then um, yeah this sort of, other person sort of like a, a, a double exposition dump in a, in a, in a, yeah. in a, in a bit i i do i will say that aquafina's exposition there's not that much of it and it's deployed decently okay there's, um, yeah, there's some clunkiness. Like a little, there's a little bit of clunkiness, but not as much as I might have expected. Like they really didn't flesh it out any more than it needed to be fleshed out. Yeah, there were parts where when she's talking to her FBI sister, and that's the big FBI the the exposition dump where I was just like, okay, so like it was there was a chunk of the movie where I was just like, all right, are we gonna do Dracula stuff again? Like this is a cop movie all of a sudden. It's and which honestly that cop idea basically a traffic cop and their fbi and a, uh, and her fbi sister are avenging the death of their father that could have been its own movie that honestly would have been pretty good i thought um but like stuff like the sister involved where it was like do we need another character at this point that, um, that was a bit much um but i do actually i think there was something too having Aquafina be specifically a police officer who's stuck in a corrupt system. Her father was a police officer that was killed by the, uh, the gang, the Ben Schwartz gang that, yeah. that, that runs new Orleans. We're going to talk about Ben Schwartz a lot. Yeah. Um, he, de- he delivered my genuine laughs in the movie. Um, For sure. There's because it, 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 mirrors the Renfield or not necessarily just the Renfield story, but the idea of being trapped in the thrall of an evil creature uh, pretty neatly in a way that you might not think where she's like sort of stuck in this situation where the Sisyphusian task of pushing a boulder up the hill. And she knows it's, it's impossible because the whole system is against her, but she has to keep doing it. Um, There was something about, that storyline that that dovetailed nicely with the idea of being trapped in the thrall of a vampire but still trying to do the right thing even though you know it's futile um yeah it's not a bad idea maybe yeah she should have been a support group right i was just saying it's not out of nowhere to make to introduce this cop story it does it does mirror what renfield is going through but i see what you're saying like it would have been more efficient to have her be a member of the support group for me it's there's a sweatiness to the plot itself and uh cramming a lot into 90 minutes where it's like you're right is maybe they could have pruned it 
and kept the same elements. To me, it just felt like it was starting to get more and more bloated and in a way that did get awkward at times. Like, for example, uh, a great sequence where he tears all the people apart in the apartment complex uh, is then followed by them casually, like, sitting and talking about their background. Um, that Like, that's the shit where I'm like, oh, this exposition scene is crammed in here because it just has to be here and where she's telling him like you're not the bad guy and it's like in the previous scene you were just reacting about how you just did the worst thing you've ever seen right um, and she was also literally telling him that's like you're not like he yeah. he says i'm not such a bad guy to her and she's like yeah you you i mean you're not you're worse than that you're not a hero or a villain you're just some guy that randomly kills people for somebody else right like, you're so wor- you're worse than a villain <laughs> Right. And so it feels like there's this idea of like, we wanted to do a lot of stuff in 90 minutes. Uh, and like, like this movie did not succeed. Um, it didn't do great at the box office. That is to say, again, I didn't hate it or anything, but I do think it did not work ultimately. Um, I guess is my thought on it. And I think part of it has to do with just this like really like overstuffed plot that I do agree that like the, the thematic elements are there and they're good. And I think there's, there was a, like for sure that that was necessary and that's a thoughtful thing to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think like I either it's studio notes or something. It just feels like it's definitely been like uh draft, like second, third, fourth, fifth draft over and over again, studio noted to death is the impression I got from it. Maybe. I don't know that I necessarily totally agree with that because it still feels, I mean, there's some elements of it, but like the core beats of the story still connect in a logical way for me where like it begins with Renfield. Okay. He's in Dracula's thrall and he's going to the support group to find victims because it helps him it helps him feel like he's pushing back against Dracula to be a better person without him actually yeah. pushing back against Dracula to be a better person. And then that's he, a great idea. And then he gets stuck in a situation where he he tries to stand up to Dracula but or he he gives Dracula like bad victims, like the victims he's been culling from this support group uh, from their right. abusers and Dracula's like these people are shit. I want like good people because they taste better. So he's like, that's yeah, he's beaten down at this at this bar. And that's when he meets Aquafina, And he sees that she stands up to to Ben Schwartz, who is this notorious gangster um, against all odds. Like she's she's going to get shot in the face. There's like 19 guys there. It's it's hopeless, but she still sticks up for him. And that inspires him. Um, and he goes back to his support group with renewed purpose. Um, and he uses their, their book to try to stand up to Dracula. But when he does try to stand up to Dracula, because a, he's a meek person. That's like part of his personality. Like his arc is that he goes from being a a, a meek coward to taking control of his life and being a good person. Um, but also because Dracula is Dracula and he's terrifying. He, he is ultimately, he's not able to stand up to Dracula and Dracula realizes where the book comes from. He goes to a support group and kills everyone. Um, it's like that and that's the first half of the movie like that's all to me that's all like logical beats that you would hit in a in a in a, in, in this uh narrative progression for for this character's arc so that's like the the bones of it don't feel studio noted t- to death to me because they still sort well, of follow a logical progression 
Well, here's the thing. You you were saying that you liked the first half or the first uh, act mm. was lost you, and yes. then the second part. So when he kills the support group, shouldn't that be around the third act? Wouldn't that be like the really dark thing he does? And that's what I mean is like it's the end of act. It's the wanted- end of act two, isn't it? Is it? It's kind of, well. It's a, it's about like the forty five fifty minute mark, so it might be a little earlier it's, than that. It's probably the halfway point. But I it, imagine it comes after. It is his lowest point because it comes after he's been inspired to like change his wardrobe and change his life and get an apartment for himself and be his own person. And then Dracula drags him right back down to earth by killing his whole support group. Right. <laughs> he's like, "Don't you dare do that again." <laughs> Yeah, and I I like that entire arc. I felt like it was all rushed. Like the part where he gets the apartment and changes his clothes. That is montage like was seconds. real brief. Yeah, that was yeah. a that was a that was a kind of a clunky montage for sure. And maybe honestly, maybe if they could keep it all, if they just made the movie a little longer. Like I, you know, I always appreciate ninety minutes. Um, but that I mean, felt- this this movie is ninety minutes with credits. Like, yeah. it's really about 83 minutes. Which, again, that feels like a studio <laughs> thing. No one wants to... Like, that feels like a studio thing in that it, it feels like the studio's like, come on, brush... Like, speed it up. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, it, that's the stuff where it's like, I don't know, maybe this should have been hour 45 to two maybe, yeah, to maybe. be honest because you're you're balancing these multiple plots. I get that it's a comedy and it's supposed to be light, um, but... It just, this is what, going back to, like, it just feels like a lot happens in a very little amount of time uh, that they're balancing all these ideas. Because then we have the crime family who's working with the cops, who has, like, the cop computer at first. Um, well, there's the, the idea is that they're so, they're Dracula, but they're the mortal version of Dracula. Like, right. they they are a secret underworld entity that has outsized influence they have so many uh familiars as it were you know spread across the city so it's like yeah they're not that secret the boss shows up on the street at the end in broad daylight with the cops not in broad daylight in the in the middle of the street to like fight right but that's laugh that's and ben schwartz does the same thing earlier where he takes his mask off in the club like i think it's kind of funny but like i think that's on purpose right to demonstrate the level of power that this crime family has it doesn't matter if because we see that he takes his, right, he takes his, they own this town right he, when he takes his yeah. mask off in the bar to kill aquafina and then renfield saves everybody and there's like a whole room full of witnesses including him we do see in a later scene that they all recant their testimonies except for renfield right so it's like I, I i see that it's funny but it's also demonstrating the power they have over the over the city which parallels perfectly the power that dracula has over people like i don't think it's that weird i again i just think it's all kind of overstuffed where there's this crime family plot which i get that it has you know like you're saying it is the the idea of the modern or the like that's the reason at the end dracula teams up with them right like that makes sense that is a really funny scene where he recruits ben schwartz Oh yeah, and that's what made me laugh the hardest. Actually, there's so there's a scene where Ben Schwartz and his guys stumble into Dracula's lair, and he beats them all up and flies off to terrorize Renfield and kill his support group. But then he comes back, and and Ben Schwartz is just waking up, but he realizes that Ben Schwartz is like this this crime guy who's who is is pretty powerful and connected. So he starts asking him questions about his family. It's like, would you be into like decapitating your enemies and impaling them and shit? And Ben Schwartz is like, yeah, that's like that's like what we're about. 
Yeah. Uh, so he like uh, recruits him at the end and he ends up turning him into his new familiar and, and giving, uh, turning all of his men into familiars as well. But there's a great, this is the part that made me laugh the hardest in the whole movie is where Dracula starts laughing really creepily and intense. And yes. it's a trope. It's a trope we've seen a thousand times in action movies and horror movies. The bad guy is talking to a subordinate and they seem to land on something that delights him and they laugh and like the subordinate starts laughing uncertainly and they're both laughing. And then all of a sudden the bad guy will just kill him. Uh, it's, right. a tro- it's a trope we all have seen a hundred times. So they're doing this trope in the scene. And like Ben Schwartz stops partway through it as Dracula's laughing. And he's like, are you happy or are you going to fuck me up? Yeah. I like that line. <laughs> I laughed so That's hard, a- Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about the humor aspect because one thing, so I said this was okay. I didn't hate this movie and the performances are great. Nicholas Cage is doing great. Cage is really um, good. He's not, he does. There's a couple of scenes where he's being cage, but like most of the time he's, but that's what they want. That's what you right. For, but you know? I, I appreciate that. Like most of the time he's trying to be classic Bella Lugosi Dracula. Yeah. I would though argue that, I, and I don't know the intricacies. I don't know what's improved. It feels like it's funny despite the script at times. Right. And what I, I mean is it has a huge heaping of Joss Whedon. Um, it has a, it has a bad case of, well, that just happened. And in fact, I believe someone says a line similar to that. So and here's uh, one of the things I loved about the movie was the absurd gore, right? Great. So much fun. So much fun, the gore, but like this, the, 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 the scene that like perfectly explains the problem is the priest scene where their fight. He's like, it's like a flashback where priest is trapped ja- Dracula and Renfield helps Dracula. The priest is like, you damned us. Dracula flies into the priest's mouth and the priest explodes. Yeah. Very funny. And then the voiceover says, I was not expecting that. And it's like, no, that's the joke, you assholes. Yes, we weren't expecting that. You don't have a character say it. And that's what it is, is that there's a there's a bit of that. There's a lot of like, there's the let's back up to the beginning. There's the like, how did I yeah, get here that's, thing? That, that's my biggest gripe about the movie. And I said it up, up top. But yeah. like the first half hour of this movie is not good, which is a shame because I, I enjoy the rest of it. But it's yeah, I could see people dropping this movie in the first 30 minutes because it is a lot of like, 100%. The, well, I bet you're wondering how I got here. And I didn't I actually didn't hate the uh, the bit with the priest exploding where he says, well, I didn't expect that. Um, and then it builds to Dracula getting burned badly by sunlight in the uh, second later. He's like, I didn't spe- it didn't expect that either. Because this the scene with, like with the voiceover removed is not funny. Right. Like the scene is pretty. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't want to. It's funny that the priest explodes. It's funny that like the priest. Ex- the, it's funny that the priest explodes. Yeah, uh, to and you and I because we're ghouls. But I'm just saying, like the scene is not <laughs> the scene itself outside of Nicholas Holt's narration is not played for laughs. Like it's it's kind of like a horror scene that's happening. Yeah, I think there's an absurdity though. There's a bit. Again, there's, there's a bit later of it. Yeah, with for Aquafina sure. being like, "Did I just see you cut off that guy's arms?" And it's like, "Yeah, we all saw it." Don't say it. For the love of God, don't comment on the things you just saw. Movie. I, I, I'm begging you. When a thing happens in a movie, have someone react to it. 
but not go, is that what just happened? Like that stuff just drives me nuts. Yeah, that's the worst. It's the worst for sure. For sure. Um, and again, I, I, I appreciate them trying a variation of it by saying, well, I didn't expect that to happen. But right. like, I, I do, I, 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 uh... I do recognize that it's the same joke and, and it's, right. and it's being deployed for the same purpose, which is to undercut the severity of what you just saw. Yeah. And, and to just point out the thing, you know, that they did, um, because again, I do think the the gore in this stands on its own. It's and it's very funny, like it's very silly yeah. gore. Yeah, it's over the top. It's literally ripping off someone's arms, beating them to death with it via dead alive. But dead alive doesn't have the character go, "Oh my god, did you just do that?" You know. So it's like just let it the gore be campy. You know, just let the gore be the gore um, that it is. And, and it seemed like that always happened around the gore too, which is. Um, at least when I noticed it the most. Uh, I feel like, it, it, yeah, I feel like that's like nerve. Uh, that's where I feel studio notes the most. Cause that feels the most right. like a nervous person, not knowing, like seeing these buckets and buckets of blood and not knowing whether or not it's funny. Right. I think there's an element of like, they were trying to make kind of a B movie idea um, in a mainstream situation. And so I think they were definitely confined by certain rules or certain notes that were kind of nerfing it. Um, I'm glad they didn't nerf the gore. Um, and so like, again, it's not I, bad. Yeah. It just overall, I just, what like in the end, I, I just, I, this is one that's going to kind of run through me, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say I don't, this movie doesn't feel nerfed to me. It maybe it maybe feels nerfed to me in one sense, and that's the very last scene where he uses Dracula's blood to resurrect his support group. Oh, yeah, I guess it's a different version of nerfed. It's not nerfed like taking the edge off. I was thinking nerfed in that like um taking like a really um weird idea and trying to normalize it more and more if that makes sense. Um, or the idea of no making it feel more accessible as a niche like B movie while still not like keeping it R rated it's nerfed might not be the right word, but it's, it's making a weird movie. Uh, yeah. you know, this, this is, is a, weird a, this is a movie. weird movie and I appreciate that. Oh yeah. But like, so when we do our Friday nights, we watch a lot of weird movies that, ran through systems or studios and that's kind of what it reminds me of movies like like a fucking we just watched heartbeeps um the andy coffin movie oh man that feels like a movie that at one point was something different than it was you know what i mean um where then you watch it and you're like what a weird artifact this gives me those vibes uh, obviously it's better than heartbeeps because that movie's a fucking nightmare but you know what i mean where it's like i think there was a level of weirdness in mind originally um for sure that, this is a weird idea yeah. it's a weird idea to make a movie about the character renfield yeah and it and it's like there's a lot of moving parts um and i i don't know if it had enough to breathe like him eating the insects was is that explained in the um is that like a thing is that renfield's thing i mean he, is eats, that he eats insects and gets superpowers no he just eats them 
Okay. Yeah. They sort of, they say like, don't ask, like they hand wave it. Um, <laughs> well, actually, excuse me. Actually, they do explain it. Um, which I, I appreciated this because, because it actually made sense and it sort of seemed to like, if this was a part of vampire mythology, like it, it seems to, it, it's acceptable to me. Like he explains, well, Dracula gets his power by drinking human blood. I get a portion of his power by consuming lesser animals like insects. And that honestly oh, made yeah, sense to me. Make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It made more um, sense than I was expecting. And they explained it in a sentence. Yeah. So I actually, I, I actually that. really appreciated that. <laughs> you spoke of the ending. The one other note I had with the ending is you're right. I didn't mind him bringing everybody back. I, like neither did I, I. That, that was just like a thing that I could point to as being the yeah. closest thing to like a nerf that the movie does. Because I really was, I was really impressed by the fact that Dracula kills, like Dracula does a terrible thing. It's not like, where it's not like a movie that like tries to nerf what like the hero's low point is. It's like Dracula comes in and kills his entire support group like halfway through the movie. You're like, oh shit, right. okay. Like like he really is... he really punishes Renfield for pushing back against him. Right, and now that we talk about it, it is kind of wishy washy to bring them back. Um, but again, a little, think... but like it it kind of kept in a tone with the movie, and I was happy. I, I, like uh... that's the thing, the tone of the movie is a lot more playful. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I, that's why I th- like the, that's the imbalance I kept sensing a little bit, um, where it's like the Joss Wheaton jokes with like super gore and then really dark things happening that also get taken away. I also felt like they didn't, the arc at the, like, <laughs> I loved the, the chopping up Dracula shit. That was fun as hell. And putting him in ice cube trays with concrete and dumping him yeah, in the sewer. Was, and he's like, was, I don't know if this, great. I don't even know if this is going to kill him, but I know that it's going to take him a long time to recover yeah. from it. <laughs> but the initial idea of overcoming Dracula, he just sort of beats him up. You know, like the, the actual scene where he mm, defeats him. It's the scene. It's his emotional defeat of Dracula because Dracula is not physically defeated at that point. Like that's right. Like he is, he's punching Dracula in the face after having ripped Dracula's fangs out, but his, he immediately regrows his fangs. Um, and right. he's just like, he's, he's just saying, I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be appreciated. It's him breaking free of the relationship in that moment. So that's what For it's sure. more like. It's cause Dracula does still fucking knock him up off of him and throw him across the room. And then it's Aquafina's quick thinking by making a, a spirit barrier ring out of cocaine that actually traps him and defeats him. Right. Um, so I didn't, I didn't mind that as much. Like as it was happening, I, I was a it... little concerned, but when it became clear that it was mostly, it was primarily about Nicholas Holt being able to have power over Dracula in that situation and force Dracula to listen to him about, what he's saying like he's like look i've i need to be loved i need to be respected i need to be appreciated like and that that's the completion of renfield's arc so i didn't mind that as much because it wasn't about him physically overpowering dracula because dracula's weak in that moment when he's getting punched but as soon as it only lasts about 30 seconds and then dracula knocks him off of him he's like get the fuck off me i'm dracula um, I just feel like there's a clever, more clever way of to have done that. I think so it's too. Sort of I completing so arc by just saying it. There's um, like one thing occurred to me is like this the 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 thing about you know the abusive relationship and that ongoing arc was clear to me the whole movie, but I never I guess I never felt it as much. And something that occurred to me is he should have gone back like briefly or something like that. 
like the like it's there could have been more around that relationship if they really wanted to explore it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like he could have like Dracula because one of the things they they do is Dracula's blood heals him. So it's he's dependent um for his survival. And so there could have been a moment where like he gets really fucked up and Dracula heals him and like brings him back to full health. Stuff like that where like that would have been well, that like happens. if it was like no, I mean like third act, like the idea I, yeah. that, yeah, um, like along with, I don't know. I again, it, it's, I think it's the 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 stuff that's still itching at me is just how kind of rushed it was to explore that with this subplot of like this mob family and these sisters avenging their father, um, and them like teaming up with Dracula in the span of I guess less than thirty minutes, um. Like my overall impression is still like this just felt weirdly paced to me and it felt like they weren't able to like really explore the themes as much as they could have. I agree with the second part. I don't think it's weirdly paced, but I do agree that they sort of had to really speed through it Um, because they do have the scene where he goes back to Dracula, but it's sort of all encapsulated in the scene where he shows up back at his apartment as he's on leaving a message for Aquafina asking her to dinner and Dracula's sitting in there. And then Dracula in that scene, that's the scene where he berates Renfield into being submissive again. And then he flies off and kills the support group. Like that's the scene where he like goes back to Dracula, but it, it is sort of, it's so condensed and it happens so quickly. It would have been more profound if they were able to explore those themes with a little bit longer runtime. Like if this was an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Or again, if it was just two different movies, I, I do think it was weirdly paced. The example I already gave was that fight scene in the apartment. And then there's an urgency implied in that fight scene. And then it cuts to them both sitting down talking because they needed to do the exposition. Like, that's weird pacing to me, which is like, okay, we're off to the races. He just killed a bunch of people in this uh, apartment complex. We're in Act 3, shit's going down. I, and then it's like, let's stop and sit and talk for the next scene. Well, And it's the weirdly, uh, like, adverse to, like, what we had just seen. Like, because it felt like we needed the scene to be there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I, I don't... I don't agree that it's weirdly paced. I agree that it's weirdly staged because like the reason they're sitting and waiting is because Aquafina is waiting to hear back from her FBI sister. So mm. they should have been in hiding like in a weird motel or like they should not have been in public having a meal. Like that's yeah, weird. You're right. They could have, <laughs> so. yeah, you're right. They could have saved that scene easily if they were like hiding out. Um, and if they yeah. were, the tone was better. So you're right. That is not, that's less pacing and more like, yeah, it's not the pace. It's um, more like where they are, <laughs> like what's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Like they should be where like Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor were when they were hiding from the Terminator. Right. Exactly. Um, that's why did they do it that way? Cause I'm trying to think of like, what was the point of that? What happened in the scene after that? Was there a structural reason they felt the need to have them having fucking lunch um, not, after that? Not really, because all that happens is that in that scene is they, they have a conversation at the table. Aquafina gets a call from Ben Schwartz's mom, who is the crime boss, about, hey, we have your sister. Uh, and then Renfield 
at the same time gets a psychic call from Dracula taunting him. So that could have right. happened. That could have happened in a motel room. There's no reason for it to be in public. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's so weird. It's very weird. Uh, this, yeah, this is, I like that. We're really breaking this fi- film, this Renfield film up piece by piece here listen but there is it definitely was, like there was a lot more thought to this movie than i was expecting dave <laughs> i i agree with you that there was a lot of thought in it um and i agree with you that the initial idea of it um is clever but i think this movie just has a lot going against it um and just to list it all again the what we do in the shadows similarities that's really tough to me because it's a neat idea uh codependency um, not codependent, um, but you know, an abusive relationship between Renfield and Dracula. Um, well, like an obvious dynamic because that's what it is already. Uh, doing a Dracula from Renfield's perspective uh, as a servant, good idea. I think very good idea. Um, in modern day world, good idea. Um, the uh, the the overall plot going to the support group, like that's a good setup, right? Um, yeah the idea of his arc just being to overcome and defeat Dracula. These are all great concepts, but I can see originally looking at an idea like that and going, well, is there enough for a movie? And then having to kind of add subplots in it to kind of stretch it out. Um, And then the, the, what we do in the shadows similarity just like really is feels blatant to me because there's a, what we do in the shadows very much has the relationship between a familiar and the vampire like throughout it you know right but it's very different like it is very it's not what we do what we do in the shadows is extremely broad this movie is this movie is not for sure it's still a good idea i'm i'm thinking in terms of like you know what this had against it and then the first hat the first act like you're saying is definitely it's tough it's very clunky it's it's not it's not a great introduction to the movie <laughs> and like i do i i think there's a lot of just across the page writing issues like the the issue we just talked about yeah. the um the, the conversation i also think i believe correct me if i'm wrong but i remember finding out way later that why he was like so he does the support group stuff and then it's like it feels like it's revealed after the fact that he's going there for marks. You know what I mean? Like it uh No, it's it's revealed uh, in the same scene. In the support group? Yeah, in that first support group scene because it leads into him following Does he say in that like in the narration, I'm going here to to get their abusers? Yes. Cuz if Okay, okay, then I'm Because that, that scene all. leads directly into him going to the warehouse where the three guys who stole cocaine from Ben Schwartz are because one of them is the abusive boyfriend of the woman we first listened to in that first scene. Yeah, no, I, I got that. What I'm saying is oh, he's, he explain Yes, he says it. That is the purpose for why he's there yes. in the first place. Okay. So he's been yeah, going through the support group finding people or it's his first time again it really seems like that just should have been the idea should have been like i'm going to the support group because i'm sick of finding innocent people and when he goes there the support group itself gives him that strength that just feels like a lot more efficient right because he's going to a support group 
for people dealing with narcissists and and abusive relationships that would have been that would be the thing that makes the character go i need to stand up to my boss that would it isn't that would have yeah and that for sure would have really weird yeah it for sure would have been the more powerful thing for his character too was to because he decides to go to this support group so it would have been more powerful if the the a decision that he made is what rather yeah, rather than it, him randomly witnessing Aquafina stand up to Ben Schwartz in a nightclub that inspires right. him. It's really like that's it's the stuff strange. It's, like it's it, weird. It's weird that Aquafina wasn't in the sport group. When they're trying to cram it all in ninety minutes, you'd think they'd want to be efficient, and that's not even like efficient in a way that takes anything away from it. You know. Um, because then it could also be the idea of Aquafina. I still, I'm still not sure why her sister was involved. That still baffles me. No, but then reason. you could have Aquafina talking about her boss, who is a cop. Like you could do it that way, where it's like he's talking about his boss, she's talking about her boss, something like that. I'm just spitballing here. It just feels like the movie is both trying to be really short and then also like not knowing where to be efficient. Yeah, I think I'd agree I with that. Know. Yeah, there's an offness to it, to the to the story to me. But like I agree that the themes itself are it's a good idea, you know? Um yeah, and again uh, the performances are great. The theme I think the themes are consistent. Um yeah, I love Nick Cage. I like Nicholas Holt in this movie. I think Aquafina is Yeah, fun. they're fantastic. Yeah. Um everybody's doing a good job in this movie. Look, Ben Schwartz is funny as shit. Like I, of course, I am. Yeah, like you were saying, I have. You suspect like a lot the comedy on the page. There's something about the comedy on the page versus improv. I suspect the "Are you happy or are you gonna fuck me up?" line was a Ben Schwartz improv. <laughs> I could, I could definitely see that a, being the case. He is a yeah. well-known improv comic, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I. I was I was pleasantly surprised by this movie because I thought it was going to be watchable crap. Right. And to me this movie is watchable. It's not crap. Like I like sure. the, the, I thought the themes were consistent. Um the I liked all the performances. It, the movie had a little bit it actually had a little bit to say that I wasn't expecting. Uh so I think this is an entirely watchable bloody action comedy yeah it's it's just not the actual like written jokes aren't that funny but like a lot a lot of like reactions and weird like off one off lines are funny and then of course all the violence is very funny yeah like the, 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 the blood's not even colored like real blood like it's supposed to be funny for sure oh yeah yeah i mean like i said i i liked it okay i probably won't watch it again anytime soon i in the back of my head i still think this might be destined to be a heartbeeps or a dead heat and in the sense that like a movie that sort of gets lost for a while and then you go back and you're like when did this get made you know what i mean where it's like i think it's this i think it's more of a of a dead heat because dead heat is like a glorious discovery you're right. like, oh, and this Dead movie he- is out of its fucking mind and it's great. And I, I would argue Dead <laughs> Heat has that humor problem where you're like, I think that was supposed to be a joke. Right. None of the jokes <laughs> they wrote were funny, but like yeah, exactly. plenty of stuff that happens on screen is hilarious. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. I think Dead Heat, because Dead Heat is another idea where they're trying to cram a lot of ideas into a movie 
where it's like it's a zombie and it's also science and you're like and we're doing it really quick and you're like this is a lot you're putting a lot in this movie uh and, and a lot is happening and also it's, and the it's, pacing is a little weird also and like, it's yeah. treat williams and joe piscopo which is a huge yeah. ask yes yes they're asking a lot of us at any in any time in history that's asking a lot uh dead heat everybody watch dead heat um yeah no i again i didn't hate this it's just um it feels like one where the reviews and stuff i'm like that is exactly what i expected (laughs) right that makes sense like this this movie has like an average like six rating on imdb and that feels about right yeah it cost 65 million it only made like 20 million really oh yeah but again that's a lot of money Oh yeah, and I don't. Yeah, no, they spent too much money making it for sure. Um, but the twenty million, I could have told you that's how it would make. You know, back in the days of home video, that's where this movie would have been made for, right? This is like a mannequin. You know what I mean? Where it's like again, weird high concept comedy, um, which I'm not against. Mannequin love- was in the theaters, Dave. <laughs> oh no, what I'm saying is mannequin's the kind of movie I haven't looked it up, but I'm guessing people weren't lining up to see mannequin that was a home video deal you know what i mean like yeah movies renfield, that do well on rental yeah yeah this Austin is a Powers. movie that yeah this is a movie that i think was destined for rentals uh in an era where rentals are not a thing um i think that's an element like i can see this finding an audience eventually being a more of a cult classic um i'm just not that audience but uh i i can absolutely see this getting a fan base you know yeah i'll watch this again um sure i enjoyed it i mean i will i will eventually but it, this for me i'm filing this under like i'll watch it again when i have forgotten the movie if that makes sense sure where it's it's gonna be 10 years for me i bet yeah i bet you'll forget it quicker than that yeah that's a good point oh uh, who knows well i don't have anything else dave no it's fine, hey, it's fine movie. that's a sode that's a sode um barry barry to math thank you we barely talked about the ska and i apologize um oh that's fine the ska jokes were all bad (laughs) yeah ska is one of those where it was it was was real sweaty and obvious it was like it was like somebody trying to be current but like from six years ago yeah i i i have to agree where the ska stuff felt forced where they're like ska is funny we should talk about ska and then someone did like a ska pass like that's what it felt like someone did a ska pass we're like we need a ska pass on this get us a ska that pass. Is what it, that is what it felt like yeah they should do that on most things i want dune to have a ska pass now that's a movie that should have ska in it yeah hell yeah right that's all they all listen right. to on arrakis yeah oh my god fuck yeah uh listen folks uh this was through our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-o-y unemployed uh, we love your support. We need your support. We crave it. Yes, uh, if you we go desire on there for it. Just, yeah, for just $5 a month, you can access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We also watch movies every Friday night. Movies like Heartbeeps and Dead Heat. Not selling the Friday nights, but I believe me, they're very fun. A and, lot of us get together. Probably eventually out. Renfield, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. We also have a store. Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com where we have a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your undead peepers onto that. Absolutely do that. All right. 
And, uh, I don't know, explode, blow up priests. Eat bugs and blow eat, up priests. Eat bugs and blow up priests. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's the way. <laughs>